0: I would die for you. We're talking Prince and another lonely Christmas. Hit it. 1984, Sally Field won an Oscar, Kevin Bacon helped a small town cut loose, Truman Capote passed away, and Prince released a tragic Christmas song as a b-side to a Purple Rain smash hit. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now Joining me is a very special guest from the Tis the Podcast group, it's Carrie Brown, Carrie, how's it going?
1: It's going really well. I'm doing really well. Very happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, anytime. Uh, whenever I meet another Prince fan, it's uh, you know, the more the merrier.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, the the purple one has always kind of been in my life. I just, as far as back as I can remember, there's always been Prince on the radio in some ways, all the way up until like when I was in college and um you know cds were starting to be i guess were, were popular and so i remember he released like that that two album you know greatest hits and, oh yeah you know with the b-sides as well and i was like i yes. need this you know and yep. i just remember playing that like like I, I was more into like classic rock and stuff like that but for some reason it just i gravitated towards that album and and i just from there went back and just really dug deep into all his, you know, his repertoire. And he's just been, he's amazing. He's an amazing musician.
1: Musical genius.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, like, what are your general thoughts on Prince? Like, what's your history?
1: <laughs> well, I always laugh when people ask me about this because um, I was born in 1975. So um, I remember Prince prior to the purple rain and and all of that. But -hmm. then I also think mom and dad, like, what What were you doing? Letting me, you know, my parents were young parents (laughs) and, you know, (laughs) I was a military brat, so we moved around a lot. But my memory, to be completely honest with you, I mean, I was probably like way too young to remember, but I remember the bandana, the red bandana around his neck. <laughs> or the black bikinis and the boots, yes. and um, I remember my mom had like this little flyer, and she was going to a Prince concert. Well, it was a Rick James concert, and Prince was opening for. Oh, him. I
0: got you. Yeah, and nice. that's a good. And concert. you know,
1: that's back with Soft and Wet and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and yeah. so Early as on, a yeah. young girl, I knew who Prince was. So he's literally been in my life since I can remember, if you will. Right. So. Yeah. Nice. So I have a very long memory in history with him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like his early stuff. I mean, it's it's more funky, um, you know, and of course I, I'm big into to jazz. And so, you know, whenever I hear yes. funk, you know, it's, it's got that jazz element. It's, it's basically funk is basically fusion of, you know, jazz and like R and B kind of thing. Absolutely. And, um and so I love just listening to all that stuff. I mean, it, it, you know, and then his later stuff too, with third eye girl, mm-hmm. he started going more again towards the yes. funk and it's like, he was really good at it.
1: Absolutely. It, it just
0: blows my mind every time. It's, uh, I mean, the guy was an, like a virtuoso on guitar. Uh, I love, <laughs> I it's all love, petty. Um, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> you read my mind. Yep. Yes. The, yes. the yes. rock and roll hall of fame when yes. he was playing on, uh, you know, while my guitar gently weeps and it's like Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn from ELO and Steve Winwood from traffic and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and um, George Harrison's son, you know, Donnie Harrison. And then Prince just comes out and like kills it. I mean, it's like one of the greatest guitar right? solos I've ever seen. And I love how but it, he, he, could had,
1: do it, but he could do that. Like, I feel like if anyone else would have tried that, we all would have been like, how arrogant are you? That's, true. you know, like, how <laughs> that's true. are you, but. It was Prince, you know, so it was like, it was okay. So. It's
0: funny because he was just kind of in the background, just kind of playing the chord. And then all of a sudden when it was solo yeah. time, I mean, he like exploded. And it was just it was phenomenal. Uh, and then he just tossed the guitar into the crowd. <laughs> but
1: I mean, the passion that he played with just confirm mm-hmm. that that was his gift. Like, you know, yeah. and he played so many instruments, but I mean, yeah. the what everyone is, you know, most familiar with. And I mean, he mastered it, you know,
0: Totally. I mean, and it, you think back to like the purple rain movie uh, where it's just, you know, he's finally had that epiphany after his father's like, you know, shot himself and he's listening. He finally like sits down and listens to their, you know, the purple rain demo and he starts playing on piano and uh, it's just him and solo piano. And it's just, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's, you're Absolutely. right. He played so many different instruments that, uh, I mean, and he was really good at most of them.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> or at all of them, I should say.
1: He played more than most, but I mean, I could like, I could, I could just rave about him all day, but I know we have a, <laughs> a lot of things to get to
0: We do, we do. It's still banter time. We're okay. <laughs> Okay, I hate to put you on the spot, but I got to know. Okay, favorite Prince song.
1: So people ask me this all the time and, you know, a lot of people are always like it's really hard for me to choose just one because he's so great. So, and I I would copy that sentiment, but I would also say that there's one song that I always say is my theme song because I can definitely relate to it mm-hmm. and my sweatshirt might give you a clue. But <laughs> the song Controversy, nice. because I can relate to that song so much. Everything that he says when he talks about the questioning that people have of mm-hmm. him, like am I black or white? Am I straight or gay? You know, things mm-hmm. like that. Right. I've grown up with that narrative. So I feel like that is definitely um, one of my favorite songs, but it's one that I personally connect to as well.
0: Wow. That's, yeah. And you know, that's not one that most people think of when they, when they think of Prince's favorite song, you know, usually you hear like purple rain or when doves cry or something like that.
1: Oh, Uh, great songs.
0: (laughs) They are for me. And, I asked a bunch of my friends at work, too, and, um, you know, one of them said Purple Rain because of her dad. That was like, you know, mm-hmm. every time you know, it's one of his favorite movies. And every time he it's on, he like walks in the room and just pretends like he's got a lighter in his hand. And he, like not even with that's his phone. Awesome. It's just, you know, he just pretends he has a lighter. Um, and then I asked another friend and she said that her favorite was like Darling Nikki. And I thought, well, that's another yeah. one. Wow, that,
1: that's, that, a, that's an interesting song. <laughs>
0: that's exactly right. Um, I guess I'm kind of boring because as much as I really like, like some of his, his you know, his deeper stuff, pop life is great. Uh, yeah, I, I I really love Raspberry Beret. I don't know why. That is it's a
1: great song.
0: It just I love that song. You know, it's one of those um, the melody gets me every time.
1: Mm-hmm. I hear that song almost every day, actually. Like um, it's part of my one of my um, that's on rotation all the time. But um, I think that's a great song. To and yeah. it and it makes sense that it could be someone's favorite song, you know. Yeah. What he's talking about is very relatable. And then it's also very nostalgic to the time mm-hmm. of when he out and, and things like that. So I think that's a great song to to count as a favorite.
0: I'll never forget the video. Right. <laughs> the sky in the background and
1: I just love when he coughs and they just kept it in there, <laughs> like this is part
0: of the song. Only it Prince it. could it. get away with that. It's right. It's right. It's right.
1: So I love that, but yeah, um, he has, uh, but he does have, it is really hard to narrow it down to like one really great song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think most people would pick um, at least as far as an album go, they'd probably pick purple rain, of course. Um, which I mean, I, I get it. It makes sense. The movie was a huge hit, like almost it, Well, every single song I should say on there is, is phenomenal. Uh, Absolutely. Even darling Nikki. Um, yes. And, I really, I actually really like Computer Blue as well. That's just one that's like, you know. I
1: find it hilarious in Purple Rain that he's supposed to be the artist that nobody likes. And yet he's playing all these great hits Mm -hmm. that are amazing. Like all these performances that are supposed to be bad are like my favorite parts
0: of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, you can tell like he's in with like, let's go crazy. But as soon as he starts going into the more obscure ones, everybody's like, what's going on?
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I actually used to perform. I used to like put the record jacket out and perform the songs from 1999. Nice. Believe it or not. Once again too young to probably know <laughs>
0: what happened <laughs> to realize what you were singing about
1: <laughs> the 80s were a different time though you they know sure a were. baby and, and an 80s kid so you know that times were different you
0: know i think about but, all yeah, the, the I, well yeah i mean i get it i think about all the movies that like um i i watched that i probably shouldn't have watched you know uh, uh predator and terminator and commando and i mean you know all those it's like why was a this little kid watching that? You're
1: mentioning some yeah. of the more mild ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. There were some that were much worse.
1: <laughs> and I literally, to this day, when something like that will pop up, I will be like, and my parents are around. I'm like, mom and dad, like, why?
0: <laughs> like, really? Yeah.
1: My, my brother turned out great. We were not sheltered from anything. Yeah. Um, you know, but my parents, they were 19 and 21 when they had both me and my brother 11 months apart. So oh wow. we grew up almost at, like twins. And it's just like, we laughed because we are super, well, we're not conservative, but compared to how our parents raised us, you would think that we were. So.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. And that's, it's funny. Cause I'm the same way. It's like, well, you know, I'll be watching something and then my daughter comes in and I like, it's like, nope. You know, sorry you can't watch yeah. this with me <laughs> which is so right. funny because i know i know I, I saw worse but oh well <laughs> it was
1: the 80s it's a different time that's now. right
0: it's completely different <laughs> yeah 90 1999 that was another great album um delirious again another one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, and i love the track 90 and i know what i'm kind of delaying we'll get into it in a bit but um oh, yeah. I, I love 1999 i like how he originally wrote, you know, the melody and then he like broke it up into the different parts. And so each one is singing like a harmony as the melody. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that you wouldn't think of, but it works, you know, yep. and with, you know, Lisa singing one and then you got Des singing another one. And I mean, it's just, it, yeah, that it really genius hits mind. On. That's right. Yeah, Dude could get he it. He
1: lived and breathed the music like that was everything to him. So, you know, he did it, he did it well. He did it the best as far as I'm concerned, but you know,
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, it's funny because I think I read that he had like over 50, like fully produced albums in the vault that mm-hmm. just haven't been released, um, yeah. which I, I, com- I get it, I believe it. You know, that's one of those, you like you hear, even it if it's not true, it's like, I believe it. <laughs> just because right. of how prolific he was.
1: Well, his engineer. I, I mean, I've obviously read a lot of books and a lot of things about Prince. I own mm-hmm. a lot of books, um, but with his engineer, we get like he said, if she said, if lucky, like three hours of sleep a night. Like that's how much he was just like.
0: Oh, um, around. what's her name? Rogers, right? Um, Roger,
1: yeah. Susan, yeah. Susan Rogers. Susan Rogers. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine that. And uh, you know, it's funny because I remember like back in the day, I could do that. But now (laughs) I don't think I could do that. And then to have like, to be able to stay focused to get all the recording done and the mixing. I mean, that's, that's absolutely. Yeah. So you got to give it to props to her as well for actually being able to to keep up with them. You know, that's, that's fantastic.
1: That's a task. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I couldn't do it. (laughs) No, I definitely couldn't. Prince was raised in uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, of course, um, you know, his particular sound and again with like the time and and folks from from that era, you know, uh, other groups, I mean, they they pretty much labeled it the Minneapolis sound. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. um notable for its its keyboards and its its funky kind of guitar and uh, right. you know things like that. And, and like I mentioned, it's kind of a fusion of, uh, you know, of like jazz and funk and rock and R&B all together. And I, I like how Prince took that and kind of would would work with other groups or like start side projects as well to just so he could release yes. more music. Uh, like I didn't even realize and, and you know, I, I have just about everything he, he's done, but I didn't even realize that in 2019 he came out with like, or you know, posthumously that Originals album where it's yes. just his demos from, you know, that of all the songs that he wrote for other everything.
1: people, Manic Monday, like everything mm-hmm. that people know and, and had, and a lot of people had no idea that he had anything to do with them. Um, but yes, that when that came out, I remember several of my friends reaching out to me like, did you know? And I'm like, of course I knew. I mean, I never <laughs> heard it. But if, you read, but if you're into music and you look like, yes, yeah. I, I do know that that was one of his songs, but I had never, or heard him singing it of right. course you yeah. know um, and now there's videos of him actually performing some of them you know mm-hmm. things like that
0: and i i gotta say i kind of like his versions better than the originals
1: i have to agree <laughs> with you there
0: <laughs> I, as much and i love the bangles but i think i i prefer prince's manic monday and yeah. same thing i i like uh apollonia or excuse me um what is it, apollonia Sheely. six but i oh. i but i still prefer oh, his 6. sex shooter you know
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking, um,
0: oh, you're thinking of Vanity Glamorous
1: Life. <laughs> oh, oh, Sheila
0: E, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like his version too. I mean, it makes yeah, sense for like I a too. girl to sing it, um, absolutely. But uh, at the same time, of, it just,
1: but he still sounds amazing. He
0: still does, he sounds so good on it. It's crazy,
1: exactly. No, I agree with you 100%. That was such a yeah. gift, like when that came out, yeah. Um, uh, no, and to hear him actually. And, and to be an artist that actually wrote those songs for someone else, but still, you know, recorded it and performed it, you know, yeah. like that's not very common to happen, but.
0: Well, what's interesting is that a lot of the acts that covered him didn't stray that far from like his arrangements. I mean, they, pretty, they stayed really close to what he did.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: and so, I mean, that's just a testament to, you know, to him and his skill.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But today we're really here to cover the 1984 song another lonely Christmas yes it was a b-side to I would die for you and this is one that um, I hadn't heard till till years later this one kind of passed me by in the in the 80s you know and and I had I didn't hear it till again I was in college and I was like wow this song is amazing you know I think if I had heard it when I was younger it would have you know totally changed um, my perspective um, on a lot of Christmas things you know yeah because I'm more of I, I mean I'll admit I'm much more of the happy upbeat Christmas guy but I mean the song itself is is it's so deep and powerful you know it, it's just the lyrics really get to you agreed yeah
1: yeah I um i I do remember the song um I was huge huge into records. We had a record me and my brother had a record player because we got in trouble for using my parents record players so much and playing their records <laughs> so we had our own. And I definitely remember it was the B side of, I would die for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, it did later come out on the B sides. Like I think you mentioned earlier, the B sides, I was going to say tape, but I think it was a CD. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just say album and kind of keep it <laughs> <Right>? generic. <laughs> right?
1: But, yeah, um,
0: tape would I, definitely date us. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. But, um, I, um, you know, I, I just, I love the nostalgic Christmas feels and the, like you were saying, the fuzzy Christmas feels and all that. But I always think that there's also a good balance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there can be a good balance. And I think that that's what this song kind of, you know, portrays for me. Because all, all of the Christmases are not always happy-go-lucky like that. It's true. And mm-hmm. I spent a lot of Christmases, um, so I was in the military for 25 years. I retired three years ago. Oh, wow. And,
0: Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and and thank and, you for your service. <laughs> thank you.
1: And I spent a lot of several Christmases deployed. And wow. for whatever reason, like we found more comfort sometimes in things that were a little bit more melancholy and things yeah. like that, because we're away from our family. So it might sound a little twisted, but like songs like that, I can definitely still get warm christmas feels from if that makes sense yeah. it, even though uh, it's not meant to be a warm song mm-hmm. you know but i think it all is a christmas experience because i all christmas experiences are christmas experiences unless yep. they're anti-christmas so you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i i get it you think about uh, the song i'll be home for christmas you know yeah. I'll be home for Christmas. I mean, that's very melancholy Absolutely. and you know, it, it ends really sad at the end but only in my yeah. dreams, you know? Um, exactly. So yeah, I, I completely get it. And yet at the same time, it's like you hear it and you, you think of, I mean, it just makes you feel good. Absolutely. So this is one like that for me. It's, it's one that I don't think I would have picked up on um, like, I wouldn't have picked up the album or picked up the record and, and say like, this is Christmassy, but now it's, it's to the point where I heard it so much. It's like, I, yeah. I do, I immediately think of Christmas when, as soon as it comes <laughs> on, you know, and it's, it's funny because musically um, it, it's very R and B. There's a, a lot yeah. of just simple chord progressions that, uh, that are standard for, you know, for rhythm and blues kind of thing. Um, but he throws in some, some augmented chords or not augmented, but some, some color chords here and there, you know, that are not in the non-diatonic chords. So like, uh, a G in the key of B. G doesn't belong in the key of B at all, and yet it's he throws it in. In it it, princess
1: music, it does.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, yeah, that's right. He makes it work, and and he yes. makes it work because it's almost like a like a German augmented six that goes down, you know, to the you know, like a flat. Uh, I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's Prince.
1: (laughs) I've done my research on you and I just absolutely love watching you completely like glow when you're talking about music. I might not know everything you're talking about when it comes to like getting down to the roots of it, but listening to you talk about it and how happy it makes you is very entertaining. I like it.
0: <laughs> I, I love music, especially music theory. Cause it's, you know, it's some things just don't belong. And yet a good artist, you know, a good composer can make it belong and, right. and make it sound like, like it's always supposed to be there. And that's what right. happens, you know? So like the song, I mean, it, there's no real intro. It's just kind of, you know, um, like a little slide, you know, on on the bass, you know, and then it just kind of starts right into it, and yeah. it, it it starts off with you know the one chord, the B, and then it it goes to like the the six minor, um, and then from there it goes to the three minor. So you know that's that's kind of standard progression there. That's not too bad. Um, yes. But then it, and then it goes to five. You're like, okay, so I know five is going to go back to one, and it does. And here's where he he changes it. You know, we're yep. on the one, then all of a sudden, on the "You Should Have Been There," it's like it's so genius because he he doesn't stay in the key. On the "You Should Have Been There," it's something outside the key, just yep. like she's now outside of his Christmas experience. Uh, when you, know, you
1: think he's that, gonna that's, that's right.
0: Amazing. It's that that whole color painting or word painting, you know, that that he yes. makes happen with the the music, and it's it's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> every time I think about it, it's like wow, that's so good.
1: Yes. Oh my God, I love your mug.
0: Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, this is my, my favorite Christmas mug because it's as big as my face. <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> you guys saw my glass or not. That oh,
0: nice. <laughs> ah, I love that. The love symbol.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: we yeah we didn't mention that. Yes, in the 93, 94-ish, Prince did change his name to, to a symbol.
1: <laughs> yes, the artist formerly known as.
0: Yep, yep. Yes. Sometimes it's just the funny. artist, but...
1: I have this picture of, um, it's like two martini glasses at a bar. Like one is empty. The other is full. And it was like on Christmas Eve, it was like, I don't know, 12 years ago. And I was like in the middle of a really bad breakup Mm -hmm. and I'm at like this little, you know, bar in Columbus, Ohio, (laughs) having a drink sad because, you know, this, you know, all this is happening right right. The end of the world, right? And yeah, it's understandable. So funny yeah, because that picture pops up every time I hear. Every time I hear this song, <laughs> but once again, it's not a terrible thing because it's like I'm in a much happier place now, and that was just a memory. No. And the fact that I don't know if anybody who's listening has ever been to a bar on Christmas Eve, but <laughs> that's where the lonely people go, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would
0: imagine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I have more memories of the conversations and the people that I completely felt bonded with during that time, Mm -hmm. you know, and and so it's not a terrible memory.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, And I know I kind of know what you mean. Um, Nothing that dramatic, but I remember one time I was supposed to go play at church on Christmas Eve. Like they mm-hmm. they were gonna pay me it was like a like I was hired to just go in and and play guitar and sing and, and backups right. and stuff like that. Um, And it had kind of like snowed and iced a little bit here, which is strange for Texas, you know, that's that's pretty rare, you know. So I remember it took me about an hour and a half to get from my apartment to the church. And I barely made it in time. But that's like one of the most vivid Christmas memories that I have is just being in my car, you know, trying to to sing the harmonies that I'm going to sing, you know, in my head and, and, uh, you know, like being so careful, making sure that I don't because the roads were completely backed up i mean i right. had to find all sorts of alternates uh, you know that kind of thing. i was like you know uh, calling the the people that hired me like i'm on my way i'm here i just i the roads are terrible yeah i mean it was
1: yes.
0: <laughs> it was crazy
1: <laughs> that gives me so much anxiety just thinking about it because I'm like I cannot stand to be late for stuff. Like
0: me too. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know I was a band director. Uh, you know I was I was in band and and I live you know all my life it's been the if you know to be early is to be on time and to be on time exactly. is to be late. You know. So and that was one of those like, oh, am I gonna make it? And it was just it was, it was terrible. So um, there was a, a bit of between
1: band and, and military, let me tell you.
0: There's a lot of yeah, a lot of yeah. correlations.
1: Yeah. You're on time, you're late.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And uh later on I heard I heard someone add, and to be late is to be fired.
1: <laughs> so, wow, now that's extreme. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, okay Talk about yeah. right <laughs> but yeah so uh so the song itself it's it's you know again it's in b it's a lot of just one four fives and just standard you know but i love how um my favorite part of the line which i may or may not be singing later uh when he's Ooh. like you are the only one i care for it's it's a really really like standard r&b kind of rhythm uh chord progression so it's like you go to you know g sharp minor f sharp e and then b so it's really you know it's like the six minor then five four one and that four one kind of adds as like a little plagal cadence uh but it it, it works it's something that, that was picked up from like gospel music and incorporated mm-hmm. into r&b and it's just um I love this line you know that I just that whole musical part that's like my favorite part of the whole thing you know of course it's yes. it's in the chorus so we get to hear it several times so it's it's great
1: <laughs> I love that
0: lyrically though the yeah. song is kind of depressing <laughs> oh yeah
1: to say to say the least yeah. yeah it is it is I mean losing someone you know and and then reminiscing about them at this time everybody during this time usually sh- it could be a very joyous time for people or a very sad time. We're very people. sad. Yeah. And definitely when you think about the people who can't be there with you, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting because Prince was never really a holiday person anyway, but I right. think re- loneliness resonated with him. But I think even though he wasn't into Christmas like that, um, you know, he could still very much draw those feelings mm-hmm. that the people who are lonely that time of year, you know, mm-hmm. can can feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, yeah. Famously, you know, he he didn't celebrate birthdays because um, he didn't nope. want to kind of label himself. And then, of course, after he became Jehovah's Witness, um, he didn't celebrate Christmas either. Right. But uh, even then, he wasn't really super into Christmas as far as, as far as my research shows he wasn't super into it anyway. Um, No, but he was respectful of others. So, you know, in in 84, when, you know, on Christmas Eve, he had scheduled an early concert so that people could go home and be with their families, which is really cool. I mean, that's, that's just a cool thing to do, you know?
1: Absolutely. And people still protested against him regardless.
0: (laughs) They did. Yeah. I think the sign (laughs) said something like Prince of peace, not Prince of porn or something like that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he
1: battled that kind of stuff, which is interesting because a lot of his music, I think he draws people in not only with his musical genius, but with lyric wise, I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, some of it's provocative, but he also has a lot of spiritual Mm -hmm. uh, lyrics, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And maybe not in the traditional way, um, you know, but and I think that that's kind of something that I saw not... Um, I wasn't aware of it, but I think it's something that drew me in even as a Mm -hmm. young person. I studied his music, like, you know, I, I, it was almost like Mm -hmm. poetry to me and I was trying to decipher, you know, but a lot of it had a lot of spiritual meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things he said, you know, um, he would flip from, you know, being the, like the erotic to the spiritual very easily.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting dichotomy in a person because you don't really get that yin and yang in one person. You know, most of us are just, we're, we're either, you know, mostly yin with a little yang or mostly yang with a little yin, but, but a lot of his music was, I mean, it was almost like a 50, 50 split, you know, kind of a thing.
1: his balance.
0: It's, it's, it's really interesting to see an artist like that because I mean, where do you place him? And, and I think when uh, Wendy and and Lisa joined the group, you know, um, they kind of pushed him more towards pop. And um, after they left, he kind of started going more back towards the R and B, funk, dance, you know, kind of kind of thing. Of course, experimenting with hip hop. But it's like, where does it all that really, you know, how do you classify? And and I think you really can't because he was so yeah. eclectic in his tastes. He he did a bit of everything.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, version. yeah. It's hard to believe that he is considered like a pop, you know, mm-hmm. musician. If you, it, obviously, if you know, like all of his work, I think the, the purple rain era was the biggest yeah. thrust into that. But prior to with soft and wet and, and, um, you know, even purple rain. I mean, I, there's, I don't really think that that would even flow into that. Cause he had some pretty, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know how you would categorize it, but those songs, I don't think you would really consider pop either. I think once Purple Rain hit, it was like, okay. And that's what pretty much what thrust him into the spotlight, maybe even more than he really wanted to be.
0: I You know, and I think you're right there. It seems like he was never quite really comfortable. He was almost more, even though he was such a a showman, I mean, he was, you know, fantastic performer, um, but you know, in interviews and stuff, he was almost very um, like just introverted. know very introverted. uh, So it's it's just one of those he where he just he put on the persona and he would go out there and give people the show that they wanted to see and then you know but don't talk to me about kind of personal stuff. I'm (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) I'll never forget he was on MTV when they used to do like TRL oh yeah total request live and Wait, what's
0: what's that? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: I couldn't even believe that he was on it because Mm -hmm. of of how introverted he was. And he was he was asked a question about what his favorite movie was or something. And he gave a very in-depth question or answer to the question, you know, that was like talking about you know, how movies are made and commercialized and all this stuff and his beliefs and the person just wasn't happy with it at all. And just, (laughs) and he was like, you know, oh, so he just like named a movie just to like get past the question. But it was just like nobody, and I think that that was a great example of why he doesn't like to give interviews because it's like, he thinks so deeply about things and has like a broader answer. And it's not just like, oh, you know, my favorite movie is this, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But it was interesting to see because he tried, but he 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 was like visibly annoyed. And it was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) he gave this beautiful answer. But this girl's like, but no, seriously, what's your favorite movie? Oh
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's not cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can see how that would be hard for him because, I mean, everything that he did was was like, I mean, was really profound to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like, like all his music meant so much to him, the process yeah. of making music meant so much to him. And so it's just, I could see how, no, no, that's not, I, I don't care about that. Just give right. me an answer. You know, people want to, <laughs> I mean, so I can see how that would be super annoying. I mean, honestly. He was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, um, 1999 was um, was relatively poppy. But it well really yeah, it wasn't until you're right till purple rain and and that whole uh, and I think um and i I can't remember the director's name at the moment um but i, I think you know he just really knew how to sell the 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 show, and yes. after that, you know i mean Prince is already a pretty big star, but that like you like he said, really catapulted him to the next you know the mm-hmm. next level fame wise um, and then of course he followed it up with, uh, you know, the, gosh, my, my brain is failing me right now.
1: Under the cherry moon. And, um, no, no, the,
0: um, the album. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know why Was I that can't...
1: around the world. Um, yes. That's
0: it. Um... Thank you. Around the world. Oh man. <laughs> For, forgive me, Prince fans. I, I just, I had a brain fart. But uh, yeah, I mean, with around the world, you know, and it was still pretty, pretty poppy, and we got you know the, the a lot of yeah, great. That's
1: where your raspberry beret. Came that's where raspberry
0: beret came in. from. Yeah. yeah, and 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 um, and then all of a sudden, you know, he kind of just decides he's fed up with his band, and uh, and he kind of splits from them, you know, and then and and I think that's another reason why I like this one because for me um the revolution i think was his best backing band um i I agree with that
1: i agree with that yeah yeah Uh,
0: you know and and i it's not that the songs were better because i mean the songs are still all amazing but i just think they kind of gelled in a way that like new power generation didn't quite gel for me um right third eye girl i think was just too too new i didn't get to really know them uh, as much
1: yeah, um and it that was a just a totally different sound and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that was a bad thing but um I think there were certain the way music was going and the way Prince was going was like in two separate directions two different directions yeah people. um some people weren't able to to you know appreciate his music and went more towards like what was more commercial
0: mm-hmm. I think but yeah. that
1: happens with a lot of artists but um, there's he had probably one of the bigger followings that kind of kept with it. Cause I feel like even Michael Jackson couldn't keep people yeah. hold as many as he wanted to once he kind of went in another direction as well.
0: Yeah. You know? I th- And, and I think that's just, it's like one of those where you got to follow the trends if you want to stay, uh, you know, on top of the charts, but for a guy like Prince, he didn't care about being on top of the charts. He just wanted to release all his music. Right. You know, he it was
1: about, now, the there isn't, that he did where he was like very much like oh so now do I have to rap in my music like he was like very like adamant against that at you yeah. know some point. and I know he did throw some people in there that would kind of throw that element in but he was mm-hmm. like yeah I'm not doing that in my music
0: right yeah because he just he wanted to play his music you know and yeah stuff that spoke to him uh like like the song here but it's just a lot of artists will jump on that bandwagon and it's like, Oh, this, oh yeah. is re- this is relevant. Okay. This is what I'm doing now. You know, and of course some fail and well, most fail and, and, you know, don't get to continue their heyday. Aerosmith kind of came back, you know, they, they kind of jumped on that more poppy, oh, yeah. um, you know, bandwagon there um, changed their sound just a little bit to, to accommodate that. And so Prince, I, I, I really respect him because he didn't do that.
1: Yeah, he did. And I think at the end of the day, like he just really was a musician mm-hmm. and he just was always going to stay true to what he he wasn't going to try to change or alter what his vision was, regardless of where the trends were going. And he knew he had a strong enough following where mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter. And then at the end of the day, I think that didn't even matter. Like he just was going to play what he wanted to play regardless.
0: Yep. Yep. Which and is I so respect, cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's so cool. I like that. Um, so in this song, you know, again, he's backed by the revolution, uh, which uh, I I don't know why, but something about like right place, right time, right mm-hmm. group of people. They just, it fit. I mean, you had uh, Bobby Z on drums. Um, of mm-hmm. course he was later replaced by she, um, Sheila E. Um, yes. We had Dr. Fink who kind of stayed around yes. for, for a little <laughs> bit longer than most.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dr. Fink just makes me laugh every time. I know. <laughs> like every that time I see him.
1: It. He just lived up to it. He was like, I'm just going to wear this. I'm just cute. wearing
0: scrubs on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And uh, hey, I'm sure they're comfy.
1: um i'm a nurse so i can uh, i can attest to that they are (laughs) that's
0: right and poor bobby z i i love because in purple rain i mean he's literally just wearing whatever prince wears you know the puffy shirt he's got the puffy shirt purple jacket he's got the purple jacket i mean (laughs) so so, i mean he's like all all done up and and you know dr fink just gets to wear scrubs that's awesome (laughs) exactly Uh, And then we got Lisa on, uh, on keyboards, you know, also, and then Wendy, of course, on guitar and, um, and then um, um, Mark Brown on, uh, or Brown Mark, as they call him on, uh, on bass. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it like, they, they gelled and I believe they're still together now. I think they reformed uh, after Prince's death.
1: Yeah, they did. And Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember what award show it was. Um, they performed because I don't really watch award shows anymore, but I know that they performed on one of them together. And I always thought it was interesting too that um the bass player like was not part of the group in the movie Purple Rain, but kind of had his own band in Purple Rain.
0: Oh, um, well, I know Des Dickerson comes out in Purple Rain and he was like the former guitarist, like basically when yeah,
1: during like Automatic, um, and and modern
0: air. I think he sings modern air, right? I want
1: to be a modern air, yeah, (laughs) yes, always forget his name, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, hi kitty. Um, yeah, so, so the group is together, and um, I mean, it's it's a great, I mean, it's just a great song. The lyrics, so the chorus that we get is, last night I spent another lonely Christmas. Darling, darling, you should have been there. So right away, you know, either she's, you know, she's left him somehow. Of course, right. your first thought is like, you know, she, she left him, left him. Right, right. Um, and he says, because all the ones I dream about, you're the one that makes my love shout. See, you are the only one I care for. And that's like, like really Prince. I, I like the way he, he rhymes about and shout, even though it's not quite, um, you know, it's not quite the the end of the line there. It's just, you know, something about it. It's just, it, mm-hmm. it works. I, it reminds me again of his lyrics of like manic Monday where he's like, you know, I mm-hmm. wish it were Sunday. That's my fun day. I don't have to run day. You know, it's, it's just kind of yes. playful there. And that juxtaposition of like being playful on top of like, you know, you're not here anymore. You're the only one I care for. I mean, it's just, it's right. it, it plays really well and just adds to that. Um, that tension. Right. Uh and then he goes, you know, he goes into like a reminiscing kind of mode, which is cool. He's like, you know, remember the time we swam naked in your father's pool? Boy, he was upset that night, but boy was that ever cool. I mean, <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> you're like, what does this have to do about oh, with Christmas? That's right.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, you know, it makes sense. People people yes. reminisce on Christmas, you know. Absolutely. It's like, oh, you remember that time? I mean, that's I mean, literally, you remember that time is like what people say.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and then he goes into you know i saw your sister skating on the lake this afternoon you know how she's grown i mean again it's like like the whole family thing and you're just it's just like oh this poor guy he just he misses his girl um uh, and at this point we still don't know that she's like you know spoilers that she's dead
1: she is is deceased Yes, she is yeah
0: she has passed uh we still don't know that all we know is that she's left him you know and so it's it's later on when you hear those lines and you're like oh oh okay i my bad you know (laughs) i i thought you just did something to make her leave but no for oh well Uh, (laughs) but but yeah it's um I mean, they're not the most complex lyrics, but at the same time, they really, they do tell the whole story and you can picture everything as they, as they progress, you know, he's like, but of all your father's children, you know, you're the finest of them all. You're brighter than the Northern star, you know Uh, I mean, that's a great line, brighter than the Northern star.
1: He's deep like that.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, and then of course he he starts talking about, uh, and this is something else you do with, uh, at least I've had experience of this, you know, like when you're lonely and you're like, you know, mom used to say, always trust your lover. He's like, well, now I guess that only applies to her. Cause you promised me you'd never leave you know? Right. And here's the kicker. He goes, and then you died on the 25th day of December.
1: Like, whoa. Yeah.
0: All of a sudden you're like, okay, hold on. What's going on here? Because (laughs) I thought she just left.
1: Right. Exactly. First I was, you know, kind of getting mad at her. And now I'm like, whoa, I'm wrong for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, my bad. (laughs) My bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely
0: um so he tells a story that you know they you know they i guess aren't quite sure what got her because the you know they thought it was pneumonia yes. they thought it was strep and the doctor was <laughs> and this is where I'm, this line trips me out every time yeah. i hear it because it's so <laughs> it's so straightforward you know he's he's like um your your father said it was pneumonia your mother said it was strep but the doctor said you were dead <laughs> and i say it's <laughs> senseless it's like well Absolutely. but what was it i mean i right like like, it doesn't
1: matter what it was it doesn't matter
0: yeah the the whole point is that she's just not there and he wants her to be there but like my brain like has to know it's like well well, what was it was it pneumonia was it strep was it something else and
1: exactly
0: that
1: seems a little unlikely but
0: yeah i i I doubt it (laughs) Uh, and so then this is like my favorite part of the whole song where he's like um, Every Christmas night for seven years now, I drink banana daiquiris till I'm blind, and I can hear you smiling. <laughs> <I can't> part.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, no. I mean, it's a, it's, it's so good. It's just such a yeah. good line. Yeah. You know, it's because banana daiquiris. I mean, I know who's drinking banana daiquiris. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like, <laughs> like like strawberry. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs>
1: Prince is never going to give you what you think everybody else is doing for sure. Ever,
0: nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that is definitely my favorite line: "Banana daggers." It almost makes you want to try one, almost.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it's been it's been what like twenty or thirty years now. Uh, I I don't think I will.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying. Banana daiquiri. like
0: i'm curious but i'm not that curious not at all. <laughs> i'll let not at all. i'll let prince you know um
1: yeah. <laughs> and i don't think he was drinking them i don't
0: think he was either yeah he probably heard someone order one once and was like "Ooh, i like that <laughs>
1: you can tell he what he's not a drinker because nobody says banana daiquiri no.
0: <laughs> definitely not <laughs>
1: rolling up to the bar who's who is not old enough to drink and they're like what would you like a banana daiquiri like (laughs) no
0: with their fake id exactly yeah exactly that's
1: hilarious
0: and then of course we just we get the refrain again um so lyrically i mean it's kind of it really takes you on a journey of you're like oh okay this this guy he's down and out and then oh well that's why because his love's passed away and you know he's trying to cope with it which, you yeah. know, again, is something that everyone can relate to. You know, we, we all have experienced loss and, and trying to cope with that is is uh, it's one of the hardest things we could do. You
1: know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree.
0: But uh, yeah, and the verses themselves, it's it's a lot of like just one and four. You know, he he, he goes to the four chord, then he's on the, the minor three for a bit, then back to one and then four and then one. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's uh, musically pretty simple. But he he does this thing rhythmically um, where he it's not like a a very defined rhythmic phrase. You know, he's just like, remember that time we swam naked? You know, just it's like like he just kind of throws it out almost like he like he's talking and just thinking about it, you know, off the top of his head. Hey, remember that? and so it's really genius again the way he does it it's structured in such a way that um it seems almost like just an off-the-cuff thought even though you know he you know he he wrote it that way and so Absolutely. I I love stuff like that I mean it just it amazes me that that people can think like that and and you know I'm a composer too but stylistically I'm very different from Prince and and I I what no <laughs> <laughs> go figure yeah <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> Uh, but there's very few people that are, are sim- similar to Prince. <laughs> so, so I think I'm okay. I,
1: I'm in a, <laughs> in a pretty good group. Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's one of those where it just, it, you hear the song and you're like, wow, that's good. And you just kind of groove to it. You know, it's got, it's got that nice, bah, bah, you know, just to kind of, yes uh, to three four you know just a nice little kind of backbeat and uh, yeah I I really dig it I really dig it a lot
1: I do too and I hope anyone who listens to this who has never heard it rushes out to listen to it after this because I'm sure that with all the information it's even more appealing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it's just it's it's such a good song uh, and i think there's even a couple of different versions of it right there's like the uh the standard one and then there's like a longer cut
1: and he only performed it once
0: he only performed and it live you can, once you can
1: yeah find that too on youtube
0: you can yeah. yeah yeah and it's good it's a it's it's a good performance and yes. i think it was after baby i'm a star
1: yes <laughs> before it. <laughs> it's like, then like purple rain was like comes then, out after yeah <laughs>
0: it's like let's get your energy up oh let's yeah, yeah let's
1: break it down. down okay. Yeah. now we're in purple rain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> purple rain is the warm hug afterwards that yeah everybody yeah
0: is. you like you need it, you know
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i I guess it makes sense if he really wasn't that into Christmas and it was just kind of a song that he you know he wrote to express this feeling, and of course, there were rumors about you know he wrote it for someone that he knew that loved and passed away, but really, it was just a song that he wrote, and um you know it's he was just he could just make you feel those yeah. kind of things he was just an he's evocative always artist. been
1: a mystery he's never been straightforward about why he does anything Yeah, but he, but he always said if you want to know what he thinks listen to his music so
0: yeah Which, all of it
1: relates in some way
0: my favorite um you know i love i love purple rain um under the cherry moon is not my favorite although i still enjoy it because it's it's kind of quirky and odd and it's just like yeah i, I can dig this um but
1: the, the um, album or the movie the
0: the mean? movie the movie itself the movie.
1: oh my gosh i love that movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> like i think i actually prefer graffiti bridge to uh, to yeah. cherry moon you know but i, I, love I
1: them all in different ways
0: yes yes i think uh the down the thing about graffiti bridge that i don't like is it um they just tried to i think it came out too late i think it needed to be closer to purple rain for it to be more successful and okay. so it it came out like you know in 1990 i believe or around yeah. 91 right when like music in that r&b kind of setting was was transitioning to something new and uh, so of course we get the young tevin campbell and his thing but oh. i think if it if it had come closer awesome. to to purple rain i think it would have been much more successful um
1: agree i can see that but i think people were expecting like a very literal um sequel
0: yeah
1: and it it was more to me it appeared to be more like a dream than a sequel yeah i didn't really see it in reality and um, I mean, it looked literally like it was just on like a set, like a like a Broadway set. <laughs> yeah, it <you> know? did. <laughs> yes, Look like I mean, because in Purple Rain, they're clearly in the city. Yes, you know they're clearly on the streets. Yeah, and Graffiti Bridge like, especially the Graffiti Bridge. I mean, it was like l- looked like a set. <laughs> yeah, like, they you're, built you're that. Yeah, <laughs> you're in Manhattan. You're at the show. You know, and yeah. this is and this is it. But. But I, I, there's a lot of poetry about it to me that I like. Yeah,
0: I think that's why I. I, 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 And I think that's why I like it. I prefer it to to Cherry Moon is is, um, because it is it's more poetic. I mean, it's kind of odd, you know, the whole angel thing, but uh, I mean, you know, it it, it's just they tried for something different, and I get it. uh, And don't get me wrong, I love Under the Cherry Moon. I'm just saying, of the three, I think it's my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah,
1: and 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 under the cherry moon, I feel like is a very, like, uh, sort of black culture type movie too, where it's like sometimes if you're not really aware of some mm-hmm. of the things that, then it kind of goes over your head and you don't gotcha. really understand it. Um, and I think some of that came to play in that movie as well. And it and, and it was just like it's I love it just because it's just like so different. Like yeah there's
0: literally really no is, movie
1: like that, like yeah done.
0: i mean it's um, uh yeah. how did this get made podcast covered it a couple of months ago and uh it's funny because <laughs> they said the prince is basically like trying to do a film noir but we're like he's the femme fatale essentially <laughs> it's like so him. yeah Which that's,
1: just him. Like that's exactly people, right like, anything on its head and and show you a different way and he's been the one person who can do I mean the man walked around in heels and he, in makeup well, yeah. and, and could take anybody's woman from them
0: you know yes <laughs> he could about, like, isn't that crazy there was
1: no toxic masculinity going on there at all so, no no
0: nope. <laughs> just all raw sexuality <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um,
1: and, and nobody cared <laughs> no, well, <some> no. People- <laughs> I
0: mean, it's, Hey, it's Prince, you know? I mean, you, yeah. one of the ones that, that I loved and it was um I know there's been some controversy controversy about uh, if, you know, plagiarism and stuff like that, but I loved the most beautiful girl in the world. Like that's, yeah. One of, yeah. I really enjoy that song.
1: That's a beautiful song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That one. And I loved his soundtrack to Batman in Oh
1: yes. I was just having <laughs> a conversation about that with someone who wasn't even aware of it? Um really and, and, oh my god and Prince wanted to play the Joker so badly. Yeah. Like he wanted to be in that role, which I think he would have done a great job, but that soundtrack was genius. Like yes. I love it. I I love it, yeah. and I watch the the video all the time. Um but um, yes, that's a great, and and that happens to be one of my favorite Batman movies, only
0: oh, because of yeah.
1: him, like the music <laughs> nice. throughout the movie. I'm just this is great, yeah.
0: So Danny yeah. Elfman actually took that Arms of Orion uh, theme, which you know Prince kind of wrote as like the love theme, and he actually incorporated right. it into his music as you know the love theme for uh, Bruce and Vicky. And so mm-hmm. I, again, I thought that was really cool. Um, that's how influential Prince is. That Danny yep. Elfman was like. Yeah, let's. You know no, I like that. Let's do that. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't too proud to say, no, no. I'm writing my own love theme. He's.
1: You know, exactly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's one. Awesome. I listen to a lot of that uh, almost daily. I have a an '80s music playlist that uh, or '80s movie music playlist that I listen to, and I got Party Man, uh, yes. Trust, um, yes. um, Electric Chair is actually really good. Bat Dance. Oh, the Bat Dance video blew my mind as a kid that's
1: what i'm saying i watched that because i have a youtube video 80s playlist nice. that i play I'm, like cleaning the house yeah and that's one of the songs that's on yeah for
0: sure yeah. i loved it because he's like half joker half batman and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's just so good but he's got like clips of the of the movie in it like, like uh, some mm-hmm. sampled uh, dialogue things like that so i remember just Loving it, and then, when part two came out, I was, you know, I was like surprised they didn't go back to Prince,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a mistake.
0: Well, <laughs> no, the movie part two wasn't as successful. I'm just saying, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, it, you know, it uh, you know all this talk, it does make me wonder, um, you know, what would you say, if you could, um, would be your hap-happiest hap, memory or moment of Prince?
1: I would say the one time I saw him, I never, unfortunately, got to see him in concert. Um, but, and the crazy thing is he was at the Essence, he did the Essence Festival right before he passed away right. and I actually had tickets. I had tickets to go, oh, and no. I ended up getting deployed, and I couldn't go, so oh, I didn't give the tickets. That's, away.
0: A, that's a hard break right there. But
1: I was a young—I know, right? I was a young girl stationed in California, and I was out in LA, um, and and you know, at at a club, underage, because I was seventeen when I joined the military. Oh, but okay. anyway so I was in this club I was I was probably 19.
0: Mom's the word. <laughs> right
1: I'm like you can join the military and deploy but you can't go to a club um so um I think I was 19 at the time and um it was a club called the Glam Slam that was in LA yeah and, yeah yeah <laughs> and I actually had like a visual like spotting a prince didn't get me didn't meet him talk to him or anything like that but just like the presence of him i will never forget that it was and i am not a fangirl let me just say that like i i do not um you know i lived in new york for a long time i don't i'm not into the whole celebrity thing but that was prince right yeah yeah well so that probably was my, my hap, hap, happiest moment was the fact that I actually laid eyes on such a genius. That's cool. So yeah. I would have to say that's probably it.
0: That's cool for me. Um, I think it would be, cause there's two that I, I can't really decide between because I, I loved when I got, you know, I, I listened to his albums. I loved it, but I didn't really collect any until I got his greatest hits, you know, that double CD mm-hmm. with the B-sides. And yeah. I just remember, like, just putting it on, listening to it in my apartment in college, just like, you know, loving every minute of it and just kind of jamming out. It's like, oh, I want to hear that one again, you know, and just being able to to, to yeah. put it on yes. again. So there was that. But so I think it was a bat dance video. I mean, I remember just like wanting to own you know because back then you could record videos you know from with your vcr and so we would do that we (laughs) had like whole videos full of you know whole tapes full of videos from mtv back when they showed videos and i just remember like trying to record it and just like watching it over and over again and of course my my parents would get mad at the you know when he curses in the video but (laughs) yeah because he does in the song but um, he does but I mean, it was, it was one of those where it was like, I loved Batman. I thought it was so cool that he was both Batman and the Joker. I mean, just
1: you know, genius.
0: The, you know, the Vicky Vale lady comes out. I mean, it was. Oh,
1: yeah. I love that part.
0: <laughs> Vicky Vale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Vicky vale. <laughs> it. It's so I good. It. I think that would be mine. I honestly, I think yeah. that would be it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I have so many great, like just Prince moments. You know, of just like, I think about like, I I think I like I was obsessed with Graffiti Bridge, like obsessed when I was younger and would just let, you know, watch it over Mm -hmm. and over and over again, trying to decipher, you know, what he was talking about. There's a lot of phrases in the movie that I use today. Um, But I mean, there's just so many. I mean, for me, performing. Like I said, the whole entire 1999 album for my parents as they sat and pretended like they were
0: interested. <laughs> pretended like they were into it. I mean, it. I
1: put on a whole show. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> That's and so cool. Not, I cannot can sing. So no, he's just you know he like I said he's just been like a huge part of you know my yeah. life and just you know he was just an amazing artist. Yeah. He gave yeah. us a lot.
0: I remember, um, it was my junior year. Yeah. Junior year of college. And, um, my roommate was out of town. And so I had nothing. I think I had like two VHS tapes at the time, you know, um, cause all the VHS before them were my parents. So I didn't take them with yeah. me to college. But I did have my roommate's VCR there, and so he was. He went out of town, and um, I remember I just walked to Half Price Books and I found a used copy of Purple Rain, and so I bought it. And just like the whole weekend, I, I think I watched it like three times that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it was so yeah. good.
1: <laughs> it is good. I, I I think today there's things in that movie that people would find a lot of issue with.
0: Well, you know, I mean, um, back then you could you, get away with more.
1: You, Music-wise, you know, can't really find anything better than that, I don't think.
0: Yeah, yeah. But now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little segment I like to call To The Max. So this is where we sing our favorite parts (laughs) of of the song. It could be, um, you know, it could be a a melody that you really like. It could be a a piece of dialogue. Just, you know, something that that you really enjoyed. Well,
1: you already said, my favorite part of it so
0: as as the guest i'm gonna let you go first
1: oh my goodness
0: (laughs) (laughs) just kind of set it up for us
1: and it has to be this song
0: it can be any song i don't mind
1: because this song i'll be honest with you so i love this song but this isn't really a song that i you know i could and you already said my favorite lyric i had that down
0: well i didn't sing it though you could sing it but i can
1: sing I can do, <laughs> I will do a um, Prince sound.
0: <laughs> okay, no, really I'll scary. take it. <laughs> sure, I'll take it. <laughs> All
1: right, you which ready? Which, uh,
0: by the way, I mean, before we, I gotta say, no one can scream like Prince can scream. He knows, he can, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, I'm not saying that I can. I'm just <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was like wow this is gonna be amazing um, no no okay no. okay
1: this is just something i did a lot when i was younger and my parents would just crack up because it was my print sound
0: okay all right i'll, be, I'll go for all it all right you ready yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, can totally, yeah. I feel
1: like i can go into like any of his songs that's like, yeah make that pretty much a lot <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now right. Carrie can mark down her most embarrassing moment of the day for today. There you go.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um well for me I I went ahead and stuck with the song and um yes I, I kind of mentioned it already but I'm going to I'm going to try my best singing it here and of course I okay. I'm no prince but you know I'll do my best here. So he kind of and it's funny because every time he comes back to it, he kind of changes the melody slightly, Mm -hmm. you know, not only rhythmically, but but as far as uh, the notes as well, melodically. So uh, let's see. So this is um, because all the ones I dream about, you are the one that makes my love shout. See, you are the only one I care for something like that. Something like that. I don't know.
1: This one, buddy. I don't you, got my so. you got my vote. You got my
0: vote. Oh man! <laughs> but I'll, I'll, yes, now no
1: I'll... one wants to hear Carrie B sing. I'm telling
0: you. Right <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not. That.
1: My fiance would tell you, like, just move on. You don't even
0: want to go there. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Um, uh, <laughs> but it does, uh, you know, it does make me wonder, um, GI Joe, they, they taught us that knowing is half the battle. What would you say? Yes. Is the other half? And
1: thank you for having that segment. Cause I will tell you that I say that to people all the time and they have no clue what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> I feel yes. your pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say is the other half?
1: So knowing is half the so how do you phrase so knowing is half the battle. G I Joe. But anyway, um yeah. <laughs> so, so what what am I adding to that again? Rem- refresh my memory.
0: What do you think the other half of the battle is?
1: The other half of the battle as far as the song is related?
0: Sure. It can or, be anything. I, I've heard all sorts. <laughs>
1: okay. So knowing is half the battle. And knowing that Christmas is not always warm and fuzzy memories.
0: Ooh, that's good. That's better than mine. Mine is, uh, (laughs) if knowing is half the battle, the other half is purifying yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka.
1: (laughs) (gasps) I I don't know. That might be better. I like that. I like that. That's very, yes, I like that. That That was excellent. You get my vote for two things.
0: Oh, by the way, I did get to meet Apollonia.
1: So really, that was, kind of,
0: that was kind of cool. Yeah, so in in ninety eight, um, I I won the Tejano Music Awards scholarship. Okay. And um, as part of the rewards, it wasn't just the scholarship. We actually got to go to the Tejano Music Awards that year. Okay. And her and Eric Estrada, you know, uh, Paunch from Chips, you know, were the uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're, were yeah. the hosts, and so you know, the winners. We all got to like go backstage, and I got to meet some Tejano music artists. And I wasn't in the Tejano. I just. You know, yeah, it was one yeah, of those yeah. I I just I auditioned and I got it. So That is um, awesome. But I got to meet her. Yeah, and and you can see there's clips on on YouTube and she's wearing that like silvery dress that I remember and, and she's still gorgeous oh, okay. and it was like wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had a run in with her, not personally, not a bad run in at all. But um do you know who D Nice is? Yes. Okay. So he did, he did like uh club quarantine where he would go live on his Instagram and play music, all right. different kinds of music. And it became very popular during, you know, our quarantine period. And he's a huge Prince fan and he does these Prince sets and Apollonia was on there one time. And I just sent like a random question to her on Instagram, not even expecting her to respond. And she responded and we had nice. like, a conversation so that's cool Seems to be really really nice yeah and
0: yeah she seemed yeah. she seemed cool
1: and still you know huge lover and supporter of prince yeah so yeah her and jill jones oh yes. um yeah, yeah who was in purple rain and graffiti bridge
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah yep. so yeah well that's awesome i love that story
0: <laughs> yeah she was cool uh, some of the other folks weren't as much, but she was pretty cool. <laughs> so there's that.
1: <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Yep, she was yep.
0: <laughs> I, I won't. Uh, I won't name names. Uh, nothing like that. But she was pretty yes. cool. So I can dig that.
1: Love that,
0: <laughs> Carrie. It's been so much fun talking with you. Um, Me too. Final thoughts on Prince or Purple Rain or Another Lonely Christmas? Anything?
1: I just, I mean, we hit a lot of stuff. We did. Um, My final thoughts would be um, people need to go out and listen to Another Lonely Christmas if they have not listened to it. And, you know, it never, it was interesting because, you know, I knew about the song when we first talked about it. Uh, Or when you, you know, were telling me that's what we were going to talk about and things like that. But I was like, let me see what other people are saying about it. And Mm -hmm. one of the interesting things was, you know, they talked about how it never got really put into rotation as far yeah. as like other Christmas songs. And it's because it was kind of just overshadowed by the time of mm-hmm. uh, when it came out and the other songs that were out and things like that, which I think is a shame because like you yeah. mentioned before, we do have some Christmas songs that aren't the light upbeat, you know, Christmas nostalgia kind of Christmas songs. Um, so I would just encourage people, you know, just to listen to it. If not just to, You know, not necessarily because you're looking for something that's super Christmassy, but um, just to hear another side of, you know, Prince, if you're a prince.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's it's a great song. I don't know if it's everyone's cup of tea, but, uh, you know, I I think there's at least um, lyrically, there's something for, you know, that everyone can kind of, or most people, I should say, can kind of relate to um and i think a lot of people would like the music too but i think because it was the b-side to i would die yeah. for you you know from purple rain i think you, you're right it, it just got buried um yeah. that plus the fact he only played it once live mm-hmm. um i mean it was just i think it was kind of just like yeah i can write a christmas song and then no oh, all right or
1: exactly
0: and I don't even know if he intended to write like a Christmas song, or if it was just you know he was getting his feelings out, and it kind of eventually became that. But either way, I mean, I think it really works.
1: And because it was literally at Christmas time when he That's wrote. That's right. It. Yeah. <laughs> so you know he was just looking at this is Christmas time, so this is what I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, great album,
1: great, great yes. album, great
0: song, um, great performer you great musician. I
1: agree. I celebrate him every day.
0: Yeah. Same and here.
1: Great music.
0: <laughs> same here. Um, so thanks again for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. I had a really great time.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, you got to come back on and talk something else soon.
1: Absolutely. Maybe I would tra- love that
0: trading places or something.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anthony. Yes.
0: No, yes. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, bring on Anthony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think actually all the elves uh didn't like it, but we we'll, we'll oh, did
1: not. Oh they we'll have not. a good
0: time with it. It's a lot such of inc- stuff
1: that I like, which you know they should actually talk to me. Come on, they should all come on and talk to me about some of this stuff. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. Challenge extended. <laughs> but
1: I love them. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> they're
0: good folks. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, they're some of my favorite folks. So,
1: But I will go on record saying that Anthony is my favorite. And I will say that. Ooh, That's the wow. New Yorker in me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, but on that note, I'm going to end it by saying, last night I spent another lonely, lonely Christmas. Darling, darling, you should have been there. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like drinking banana daiquiris, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now don't forget to vote. Later, dudes.
1: Hello, this is Todd Killian from the Christmas Clatter Podcast. What makes Christmas special to you? Is it the movies or the music, the food or family, the gifts or decorations? Maybe those quiet moments of reflection. Whatever it is, join me for Christmas Clatter a monthly podcast dedicated to everything that makes Christmas special. Visit christmasclatter.com for all social media links and find Christmas Clatter Podcast on all podcast apps. Thank you, and remember, keep
0: Christmas hope alive every day.